Tomahawk. Quick listen, shout out to our listeners. Thank you very much for listening. We are starting a new season, season three for the Chicago Tomahawk. And um, Matt, let's get started right away. Blackhawks did not look very good during the preseason, but what can be expected, man? I mean, we're not really looking for a team that's going to win the Stanley Cup this year. It'd be really nice, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Number one, coming out, what I didn't want to hear, Lucas Reichel being sent down to Rockford. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I was really looking forward to see him paired up with possibly Kaner and maybe Domi, but uh, the management has other plans. Uh, I know that they said they wanted him to get as much ice time as he could, and if he did make the team, he'd be a fourth-line center, and we all know that Lucas Reichel is not a fourth-line center. He's top six potential maybe first future first line center we'll see but yeah i'm very disappointed so here's the problem that i think matt is that they were looking for this kid to play which totally understandable but maybe his face-offs are an issue do you think that maybe they sent him down to rockford so he can work on maybe a a couple parts of his game that they say hey you need to strengthen these things up and that we're going to bring you back up to the big boys i honestly don't know man i like I said before, I, when when you don't have a lot of good players, people are going to lose interest. Fans are going to lose interest. And me, personally, I'm that way. I I was looking forward to seeing guys like a Reichel. And, you know, I'm Max Domi is great and everything, but honestly, I'm if we're going to be looking for, towards the future, I want to see this kid develop from scratch. I think it would be great. I mean, I still we still can, but I, I guess I, I'm being impatient. but. I just feel like he he paid his dues last season and he put up really good numbers. And I felt like he deserves a shot looking at like the roster. He's better than half the players. So I think it's just a yeah. it's a patience thing and they're gonna stick to their approach of, you know, not ruining players like Bowman did with uh Kirby Doc. So so, you know, as you mentioned it, let's let's go over the opening night roster that we have so far. We've got centers. Colin Blackwell, Max Domi, Reese Johnson, Tyler Johnson, Philippe Kurashev, and Jonathan Taves. Now, do you think that, you know, Kurashev is is one of these guys that this is it for him? Like, this is his last opportunity this year? Yes, I do. I think this, I think actually for Max Domi as well. I mean, he's this is his fifth team in how many years? But going back to Kurashev, this guy, you know, he... he when he first came, I remember his first couple games, he was, you know, playing a top six guy. And I remember me and you, right when we started this podcast, we're like, we really like this kid. He he wins a lot of puck yeah. battles. He'll he'll uh, forecheck. He'll stay on these guys and he'll steal the he'll steal the puck from the defenseman and hit an open man in the slot and they score. And that just kind of disappeared. So he's real streaky. He'll he'll score a goal and then he'll go 12 without anything and 20 without even hearing his name getting possession of the puck. So I think this is it for him. Uh, He's got to have a good season if he wants to stay in the NHL because no one's going to trade for a guy. He's either going to get sent down or, you know, somebody might take a gamble on him at the trade deadline, but uh, I don't see him being on this team in the future. 
You know, Max Domi, dependent on, you know, where he's playing, you know, because at one point, you know, it was, we were, we would talk about him. He's like, man, this kid's got a lot of skill. That's something that his dad wasn't doing. His dad was normally throwing punches, you know, and then I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got snake bitten or something, but his production went down and then he started, you know, going between teams. I wonder if he is a is he a positive locker room presence or, you know, what, what's going on with this guy? I mean, I like him. I like his game. Um, I think last year he was kind of, he was a little douchey a little bit, but um, you know, he was just trying to fight guys who aren't fighters and stuff. You know, I don't know if he was trying to stay in the league or what have you, but I think that he has the talent to be playing on a line with Patrick Kane and put up some points. Do you think that maybe they want Domi playing with Kane uh, to see if they could produce together? Yes, and to go back to what you were talking about, like he was snake bitten. I think that trade from Phoenix it hurt him. I because he was a really effective player there. He was he was the man there for a while. Even you know Shane Doan was like this kid. I'm I'm passing the torch to this kid. And I think ever since he got traded to Montreal, it's just it hasn't been the same. He he's kind of had some. He'll have an up year and then it'll go way down and then. He'll go to a different team. He'll go to a new system. It takes him a while to learn, and by the time he learns it, he's on his way out. But I think Max Domi knew the Hawks' situation. He wanted to get traded here and possibly play with Patrick Kane, put up good numbers, and get another contract, whether it's with the Hawks or whether somebody takes a gamble on him at the deadline. I think both parties are using each other. You know what I'm saying? I think the Hawks can be like, you know what? We're going to put him with Kane. We're going to get this. We're going to get like 50 points out of this guy. And at the deadline, someone might overpay a first rounder, second rounder, and we can build for the future. And on the other hand, Max is probably saying, hey, I'm going to be playing with the best American playmaker of all time. I'm going to get big money next year because of this guy. So it's it's win win for both sides, I think. Yeah, you know, now that you mention it that way, I I didn't initially see it that way. That I think I thought that the thing for for Max Domi was coming to pay, play with Keener and having a, a place to play and a place where he could put up some consistent points. I didn't think about him getting a new contract. Because, I mean, that does make a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, one year left. I mean, he's making good money this year. Three million is it's pretty good for a guy who been on the decline. You know, and like I said, it's his fifth team. I, I think it's his fifth team, if I'm not mistaken, but. He this is it's kind of make it make it break it year for him too. So he's right, he's right. he's putting himself in the best situation for himself and knowing he's gonna get to play with Patrick Kane, I'm sure it's gonna be really good for him. So looking at the right wings now, we've got Mackenzie Entwistle, uh Patrick Kane, Sam Lafferty, and Taylor Radish. Out of I, I I like Mackenzie Antwistle. I think that he plays a great fourth line role. Um, you know, maybe he's looking to move up to the third line. You know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But as of right now, I think that he's a, a great sandpaper guy down there, effective on both ends of the ice. Um, and I, I, I like the guy. Patrick Kane, nothing needs to be said about him. We already know what we get. Sam Lafferty, on the other hand, is another guy that I like. I think as the year went on last year, um, he, I think he got better and better as time went on. And I think that this guy is looking to make, um, I don't want to say make a statement, but look to show people like, hey, look, I am 
I, I belong in this league. He was showing that last year. I, I hope that he takes a step forward this year because I really like him. And Taylor Radish is kind of in that same boat as uh, Sam Lafferty. He's going to get. He has an opportunity now at the Blackhawks that he wasn't getting when he was with Tampa. He's going to get to play some minutes. He was scoring some goals last year, and hopefully, um, he's going to score some goals this year. I look for Radish to play on that Jonathan Taves line. Where are you at with uh, with our with our wingers? Well, yeah, like you said, Patrick Kane. We know who Patrick Kane is. Uh, Sam Lafferty. I uh, got to give a win to Kyle Davidson on that trade. Uh, Alex Nylander. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on with him. Uh, must not be great because nobody in Pittsburgh talks about him. Um, as for Radish, I think he could be a top six guy. Uh, I, I I did like Mackenzie Enwistle at the uh, end of the year when he was coming up and down. He plays big. He's 6'3". Uh, Buddy Robinson, I don't know too much about him. But uh, looking at his his height, six six, his weight, two hundred thirty, <laughs> this guy's gonna be a banger. But uh, I, I don't, I'm not really, you know, excited about our right wingers, except you know maybe Lafferty and Kaner. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm actually, you know, like I said, man, I'm 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 big on uh, I'm big on Taylor Radish right now. Um, moving on to left wingers. Um, kind of funny, man. Like they've only got three here on the, uh, the on the chart. listing. Yeah, here. not not too deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Juju Kyra, Boris Kachuk, and uh, Andreas Anathasio. Did I say that right? Anathasio. God bless you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what, man. Uh, like I said before, I hope that hopefully that Anthony Cio is not another Victor Stahlberg, all wheels um, and and nothing all else. All wheels. I forgot you know. the puck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he looks pretty good. Um, I I'm expecting him to probably play on that Kaner, uh, possibly Kaner Domi line, or maybe play with uh, with Taves. Uh, Boris Kachuk. Um, he's another guy looking for a spot in the NHL. He's going to have his opportunity this year. And uh, Juju is a bit of a fourth liner. I think he's probably going to play in the fourth line with uh, Whistle again this year. I like him. I think he's a character guy. And um, you know, I, I just think that there's a, there's a lot to like about the guy. Yeah. Uh, Cairo, I, I mean, uh, yeah, he's a fourth line guy, a role guy, locker room dude. Uh, I saw a video of him on Twitter teaching the younger guys how to fight. And I'm just like, why this guy? I mean, I've I'd never seen him drop the glove like once, <laughs> you know, I, I have one memory of him and it's just getting absolutely destroyed by uh, Jacob Truba when we were playing the Rangers. But yeah, very uh, not too deep on the left wing position here. Uh, Anthony, Anthony, see that, that was probably <laughs> my best, my best shot at that. I think he's in the same boat as uh, Max Domi. I think it's kind of a make it or break it year for him to put up some good numbers and maybe the Hawks can flip him and maybe the Hawks can help this guy get another contract next year for a different team. Maybe they keep him, you know? Yeah, you know, they might even keep Domi. I know Max Domi's played with uh, Richardson uh, in, I believe it was Montreal. And Montreal, he yeah. had nothing but great things to say about him. And uh, Richardson had great things to say about Domi. Sometimes he, you find a coach you're comfortable with and getting a paycheck to play hockey is enough. And he might want to stay. 
Moving on to defense, we've got Jack Johnson. Old man Jack Johnson just won a Stanley Cup with Colorado. Uh, Caleb Jones, who I think is still on the IR. Seth Jones, Connor Murphy, Alec Regula, Philip Ruse, Jared Tenorti, and Alex Vlasic. Vlasic, I'm really high on. I was really looking for him and and uh, Alec Regula and um, and Isaac Phillips to battle for spots. Looks like Regula and Vlasic won out. Uh, but I think uh, Isaac Phillips is still a player to look out. He's down in Rockford now. Yeah. Matt, where are you at with this blue line? Well, like you said, um, I'm very, very high on Vlasic. I think this is, since he is on the team, this is a guy I want to watch closely. I want to see what he can do, you know, in different situations. And, you know, like you find a guy like, hey, is this going to be like our shutdown guy? And next year, is Korczynski going to be like, you know, our, our future Duncan Keith type of guy? And will it be the future Duncan Keith and... Uh, Brent Seabrook pairing. I, I think Vlasic and Korchinski, it could happen. I think they were actually paired together, and I was like, whoa, this is cool. This this is like maybe in a couple of years, these are going to be the guys playing 20 minutes in the playoff games together. Um, right. We I know we did forget to add uh, uh, Brandon, or not McCabe, Jake McCabe. I think he's on the IR, too. He's hurt yeah. right now. So yeah. I think he'll be dealt. I think Connor Murphy will be dealt. Uh, Seth Jones, obviously, we know what he can do. I, I'm high on Seth Jones. Uh, I was pushing for him to come here, and uh, I still think he's a great top five defenseman in the league. Uh, Caleb, his brother, I, you know, we traded Duncan Keith for him, and you know what? I was, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, Caleb kind of fit in, and he's, he, he's a gamer. I, I like that he's here. Jack Johnson, uh, Maybe ten years ago, I'd be really, really excited about getting them, but uh, sure. you know, I they they had to fill in spots, and they didn't want to, uh, you know, rush these guys down in Rockford. R- rushing a defenseman and a forward, it's a little different. They they're more patient with defensemen because uh, you know they, they you got the you know you got the limelight on you more as a defenseman. You got more pressure. But uh, and this new guy we just acquired if through waivers, I think it. What do you say his name was Jared Tenorti? Yeah, yeah. I think we picked him up today, and he was weighed by the Rangers. And his numbers aren't that special, but uh, maybe Davidson likes something in his game, and uh, we just wanted to fill him in as a you know like a seventh, eighth defenseman. Oh, six, six, two, twenty nine. I, I, I think I know what I, what he's so, thinking. Yeah, there. are we turning into the <laughs> the nineties days where we had Probert, Vandenbush, Jim Cummings, Cam Russell? <laughs> I remember Tony Amani talking about that. He'd be like, "Well, we weren't that good, but we were very tough." So maybe, maybe the yeah. Hawks are yeah, trying to bring some old time hockey back. You know what, Matt? There's two guys I want to talk about, man. I want to talk about Ian Mitchell. Talk yeah. about getting a very unlucky injury. This was his year. He was supposed to make this team out of camp. Um, I think that maybe when he's when he's healthy, he goes down to Rockford for a few games to get his legs under him, and then they move him up and see what he can do. But I want to talk about Nicholas Bowden, man. Talk about a, not a fall from grace, but the guy is practically an afterthought right now. We've got Alex Velasic, Alec Regula, and Isaac Phillips making, you know, making headway, looking to make this 
this team, these three guys, man, have kind of come out of nowhere and they are vying for spots on this on this blue line. This was supposed to be Bowden and, and Mitchell's time. And to be honest with you, Bowden seems to be an afterthought. Yeah. And and it's for Mitchell, it is a it's a it's a he needs to step up and shine type of a yeah, thing. Yeah, I well Mitchell had a great season in the AHL last year. He was awesome. I saw a lot of highlights of him scoring some big goals and you know, stepping up. And I think he would have made the team if he didn't get hurt. I think they're going to give right. him a chance, like you said. They'll probably give him uh, a conditioning little stint in uh, Rockford to get his legs and, you know, just get the gameplay going, just get the reps in. And uh, I think eventually when he's healthy, they'll call him back up. All right. Really interesting, man. Just I just didn't see this. There's obviously a battle for the blue line. Davidson is building this team from the blue line, and he's trying to get things figured out here before he starts plugging guys into the offense, it, it seems like. Goaltenders, not much yeah, to talk about yeah. here. Peter Morazic and Alex uh, Alex Delock. Um you know, hopefully that these guys are going to do what Davidson wants, and that's do the best that they can, uh, and so that we can get uh, get a shot at when one of these great players that are coming into this draft, uh, you know, next season. Obviously, everybody wants Connor Bedard. Everybody wants to win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, but there are also you know some other players that are really really good that can make a big difference on the squad. So, um, what you know, look at looking at goaltending here, Matt. There's not really much to talk about. No, uh, Peter Morazic as a Red Wing was very good, very solid. Uh, I think he actually went to Carolina. They had a really good goaltending tandem. And uh, ever since he was traded to Toronto, he his numbers just went to garbage. Uh, I, I, I think, I, I guess what we did was give the Leafs a huge break. We took on his contract, and I don't know why you'd want to help you know, the Leafs out, but uh, Davidson did, and uh, we got Peter Morazic probably going to be starting more than Alex Daylock. Alex Daylock, I think he had a good good little run with the Sharks a couple of years ago, but, you know, he's he's probably, a, I think he's a starting AHL guy, but this is what we got. We let Lincoln in and Delia go, so he's just kind of plugging in guys until we find our future. Maybe Soderbloom. In a couple seasons, we'll get a better look. Maybe he'll even get called up a couple times this season. But these are our guys, and as a goalie guy, this is this sucks for me because you know the last <laughs> couple of years we've been spoiled. We'd have Crawford, and you know we we even Nikolai Hobby Bolin was more entertaining than these guys. And Cristobal Huey, Antini Emmy, this just <sighs> sucks. And you know, growing up with Eddie Belfour and that, it's it's like, oh, geez, these guys are like oh, these yeah. guys are like freaking beer leaguers compared to him. So. It's rough for me, but I we got to deal with it until we we find our stud. Before we go any further, I gotta I want to do a read from our sponsor of this of this podcast. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Discuss the matchup that you know that I like, or anybody that you like, guys. You tell me which matchup on this week's NFL team are you going to be looking to to try to uh, win some big bucks here. Make things even sweeter. You could throw down a stepped-up same-game parlay once per game 
all season long. Now we're in Chicago, so we're talking Bears. You know, we're talking we're talking about Justin Fields. He almost almost uh, staged a comeback this past this past week. Uh, man, I don't know if you saw it, Matt, but wide receiver had the ball. All he had to do was run out of bounds, and uh, he got stripped of the ball. But Justin Fields was playing well. You might be able to make some. Um, you might be able to make some money off of the Bears. So what you need to do is download dra- the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Shy Tomahawk to get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. And when you place a five dollar bet on any football game, that's Shy Tomahawk only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now. We're going to do a couple predictions here. Matt, who do you think is going to be the Vezina winner come this season? I think that it's going to be uh, Andre Vasilevsky. I'm t- I'm t- I'm, 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 Vasilevsky's my guy, man. You know, I, I've, I've really, just year after year after year after year, this guy is, is incredibly consistent. And he's a brick wall. That's all that it is. I think that he's going to win the... Uh, the Vesna this year. Where are you yeah, at? Yeah, you know, he's my guy too. I think that he's better than Shesterkin. Um I think that Vasilevsky, I think it's it's a lot of hockey the last three seasons, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it might catch up with him a little bit. But you know what? I'm going to go a little bit in right field here. I'm going to I'm gonna say Freddie Anderson is going to win the Vesna okay. this year. Okay. How about the Hart Trophy for MVP? I'm going to give this one to Connor. I think this kid's hungry, and this is his year. I'm, you know, it's funny. I'm going Leon. Okay. okay. I think that he's going to have a really big year this year. I think that um, everybody is going to start seeing this guy's value as not just a shadow player to Connor Connor McDavid, but I think that he's going to come up big this year. I mean, he comes up big every year, to be honest with you. He, Connor gets 120 points. He gets 115. You know, I think that maybe he steps out of the uh, the shadow a little bit this year. Art Ross Trophy. Um, I'm going to go with Leon. I'm going to go with Connor. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Calder. This is tough. Uh, you know what? I was really hoping to give it to Lucas Reichel, but um, yeah, you know, there's re- this is a tough one because honestly, I don't think we can answer this until we see. You know, like there's really no rookies that are coming out to to take the jump right away that I've that I've right. heard of. So. It's going to be interesting. We're going to have to answer this one in a couple weeks. You know what? I I meant to look the guy up. The, who was the guy who was supposed to be drafted by Montreal? Ooh, and then he was all pissed oh, off about it. Uh, Shane Wright, right? Shane right. Wright. Yeah. You know what? This guy, you're right. He he could be pretty pissed off and prove a point here. Yeah, he, he was really, really, really mad. I think that he's got a chip on his shoulder and then he's going to be um, looking to uh, make an example. Yeah. I'm going to go with Shane Wright. Norris Trophy, I'm going to go with Hedman. Ooh. I am going to go with Kale McCarr. I think Kale he's McCarr, just okay. in it. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm going to take back what I just said. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of Vasilevsky. Him and Hedman have played a shit ton of hockey. So you're going to say Drew Doughty. No, no. I'll give you another guess. Uh, probably that Fox. No. Okay, so is it is it a Western team? 
I think that I think uh, Adam Fox is going to have another yeah. uh, great year this year, uh, but I don't think that he's going to win the uh, the, the um, Norris. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm. It's Eastern Conference. Okay. Uh, Brent Burns. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I have no idea. I'm going with Mo Sider. Oh, that you know what, man? That that's interesting. I think he's going to have a breakout year, but I just think that the top three, they just put up too many points. Yeah, they do. I think that I think that he's going to score some points, but I also think that his all-around game is, yeah. going, is, is going to bring if, him to the if, top. If, if it was the all-around game, I am picking Victor Hedman, and I'd pick Mo Sider runner-up. I wouldn't pick those other okay. two guys, Fox and McCarthy, okay. but... Unfortunately, right. that's what that's what it is. It's just about points now. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking game breakers, I think Makar is on top. Yes. But um, yeah, you know, and I think Fox is somewhat of a. I don't want to call him a wild card, but I, he's just not as consistent as Makar. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Vezina. Well, oh yeah, I picked Freddie Anderson. I got Jack Campbell. Oh wait, wait, no, no. Oh, no. I I start off with Vezina. I I um I want to go with Jack Campbell, man. I think that um I, I had I got to change it because I'm thinking about the team that he has yeah. in front of him, and I think that it's going to be easier for him to win games and for him to um essentially just to 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 come out on top, man. Well, you know what, man? That was my pick too. But the only thing I think with Campbell is he he usually gets hurt. He's kind of. Mm. He, he might lose two weeks, but uh, you know what? Last year he was on. He was my Vesna favorite, and he got okay. hurt. And you know, you go through cold streaks. I know Shesterkin sure. will probably win it, but uh, I think that if Freddie Anderson can stay healthy, I think the Canes are just a really good defensive team. Just just an all out great team, great coached. Sure. I think he's going to benefit this year off of it, Freddie Anderson. Stanley Cup champion, Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> okay, actually, I was going to say the same I, thing. I, yeah, I like the Campbell signing. I think that's what they needed. Uh, their defense isn't that great, but, you know, Connor, you got Leon, you got uh, Zach Hyman, you got Evander Kane. Evander Kane. And, hey, <laughs> there's a lot of rumors saying that the Edmonton Oilers want to add another Kane. So I don't think Patrick Kane would oh, waive that, oh, but... Yeah. If Patrick Kane was traded to Edmonton and he accepted it, Patrick Kane and Connor McDavid on the same line with an Evander Kane, dude, that is a very scary, dangerous line in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes you wonder who's going to quarterback that. I mean, I would imagine that they would defer to Kaner to um, to kind of dish it to Connor. You yeah. know, Connor coming Shoot in more hot. Connor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just tell Connor and it's just like well, dude, they're gonna give ready. that they're gonna give him more space if Patrick Kane's on the ice and Connor McDavid. Like, what do you do? Like, who do you cover? You know, I mean, like if right. you're a defenseman, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I can't give Kaner any room to pass. Oh, I can't give Connor any room to get speed. That would be terrifying. And then you've got Evander Kane just yeah, he, he can score. Yeah, wait. he. Waiting in a Ovechkin's office Douchebag over there. Human being, <laughs> but phenomenal hockey player. He really is. He yeah. He yeah, produces he everywhere he goes. He just, you know what? He's got to stay in his condo or his house during the season. Don't do anything <laughs> stupid. Just lock yourself in. But 
watch Netflix and don't get in any trouble and he'll be fine. And I, I think if they can land a guy like Kane at the deadline, can you imagine that dude? That would be the scariest thing. And Duncan Keith is now in the front office as well. What if, yeah, is he he's signed a, he, at Edmonton? He, he obviously wants to be closer to son, but can you imagine getting right. a call like, Hey, Kaner, we want to trade for you. Connor's phenomenal. You're going to get another cup. Maybe this could be it for you. Come on over for the year. They're going to give the Hawks a first round pick. You win your cup and you can even go back and sign with the Hawks. I mean, that would yeah. be awesome, but I mean, think it, about well, it. It, it could happen. But what what kind of a first line? I mean, a first round pick can we get from Edmonton? Well, at this you, point, you I mean, true. this isn't like they suck. Like they yeah, did it's not going to be. Are we getting like the thirtieth pick? No, you you're definitely going to have to get more than one first round pick. I think you got to get two, and you got to get their top prospect. You have to. And you know what? If the if even their top prospect goaltender, I would steal because we have nothing. I mean, just get creative because he could be a rental. He could be a rental, and he can he could sign back, like you said. His family's they're here. His wife is from here. His son was born here, and for a couple months to go play in Canada and possibly compete for a Stanley Cup, I think Kane would do it, and I think it would benefit the Hawks too. Man, you know, I I don't want to accept it though. But the more you talk about it, it's possible. It yeah. makes sense. And sure. The Hawks can re- they can retain the salary. We have cap space, but that's going to cost more th- for them. If the if the Hawks trade Kane, do you think whatever team he goes to wins the cup? Well, the team who's going to obviously offer for like I'll give up all their assets and picks. I think they probably would be a team that's right there, like Carolina, New York, Edmonton, uh, even Calgary. I think Calgary still has a shot, but Huber, you know, Huberto's got a big chip on oh, his yeah. shoulder. He, you know, he told Zito when he traded him, "Fuck I, you." I mean, you I'm know? not. I'm. I don't think Florida's better off now. I think Matthew Kachuk's no. a, a good player. He's entertaining, but I think Matthew Kachuk's out for one thing. Matthew Kachuk. I think Huberto sure. was. He was a team guy. Like he, he's Florida Panthers all the way. They that guy loved that team. So yeah, I don't think that the, they're not a threat to me. To me, it's it's the same Tampa, you know, Carolina, New York, Edmonton. I mean, I guess you could throw Toronto in there, but until they win a playoff series, they're nothing. You know, they they've really done nothing. Vegas is kind of fallen, yeah. and you know, you you got yeah. Colorado. They're a powerhouse, but the, you know, they're not going to go for a Patrick Kane. There, there's no way. Not after that huge deal that uh, McKinnon signed. But I think Edmonton, yeah. if the salary was retained, I think I could see Patrick Kane going there. You know, at, at this point, if Florida it comes up against Tampa this offseason, I mean, not this offseason, this, uh, this playoff season, and they don't get past them, what do you do in Florida? This is, uh, I, I mean... He made a big, big gamble. He got rid of his career, his franchise leader in assists and points, and for a guy who really hasn't done much in the playoffs, he he's done good in good in the uh, season. Well, Huberto, yeah, you're right. You know, a case can be you're said right, that yeah. he he didn't do anything during in that Tampa series. You're right, but I think Florida's problem was 
they kept running into Tampa. <laughs> and yeah, of course, they're still a good team, man. They they are good, but they just could, they, yeah, they, they it's like it's like the Hawks in the nineties and the late eighties. They I was gonna say Minnesota, you run into Minnesota, Minnesota or you run Hawks. into Edmonton, Gretzky <laughs> and Edmonton. It's like no, I I I mean I mean like Minnesota running into oh, the Hawks oh, in the oh, in the in the twenty tw- tw- yeah, tens right, yeah. because they signed Suter and. They signed Suter and Parisi to those deals. They had some good teams and they made the playoffs. Yeah. But you know what? They couldn't get past the Hawks. And you could say the same thing for the the Vancouver Canucks. They were picked. Yeah. I remember Eddie Olchek used to rave about these guys. Oh, these guys are going to win the cup yeah. this year. First, second round, Hawks knocked them out in six. Next year, Hawks knocked them out in six. And then the next yeah. year, I, I believe we we were down three nothing in the first round. I think it was 2011. Yeah, we lost in seven. Dave Boland comes back, shuts down the Sedin sisters, and nearly they shit their pants. And Almost. Overtime. Almost. Goal. I, I believe it was Chris Campoli shot it up, and Burroughs knocked it out of the air and buried one by Crawford. But, yeah. hey, what they finally beat us, and that was their Stanley Cup right there. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it was. I, was I never cheered so hard for Boston, and they Tim Thomas won it. That <laughs> was a good series, but yeah, back to Florida. You, you might have to burn it down a little bit because it ain't working. Oh, it ain't working. Gosh. You got a good team, yeah. and you want to just have a good team and make the playoffs every year. Yeah, that's cool and everything, but eventually you gotta you gotta make a push, and you know they really haven't. So might have to move Bob's contract any, any way you can because that $10 million a year, it's hurting. You can have two good effective players, two good role players, instead of two good goalies and one's on the bench all the time. Right, right. So um, w- one of the last things I wanted to talk about is Austin Matthews is looking to get an extension. And we both know that the... That the um, the salary cap is going to be going up big time in about, I think it's two to three years now, and big time. And they're saying that possibly $16 million a year for Austin Jesus. Matthews. Do you make that contract with Austin Matthews right well, now? Well, the Leafs have no choice. They have The, the dude just potted 60 goals. Uh, you have to. Uh, I mean, I honestly, where else would he go? Who else is going to pay a lower marketed team like Phoenix? He's not going to want to go play in front of 3,000 people at a school, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is it for him. He's, Toronto yeah. somewhat has an advantage here too. They could be like, you know what, man, all that money you're asking for. I think the only team that would pay it right now is probably the Islanders because they, I think that they have some space. And uh, I just, I think he'll, he'll end up being a, a Toronto Maple Leaf for life. Sixteen million wow. is a little, a little high though. I, yeah. I can see maybe fourteen. That's pushing it too. But wow. come on, this what are we turning into the freaking MLB? These guys are, these pitchers are making more than an NHL team. They're their salary. Well, you know the the NBA got the, they got the big TV deal a few years back, and. You know, uh, contracts went through the roof. You know, we have guys that are, we had guys who are kind of bubble guys making two, five million, and then the contract went through. These dudes are making twenty. That's insane. <laughs> and, well, what's um, this kid? Uh, think, Soto on the Padres didn't he turn down like three hundred million? I want to say. Yeah, uh, from yeah, the, from yeah, the, the Nationals. Oh wait, yeah, he was. Yeah, from then the they Nationals. ended up trading yeah. him because they, they, you know, they weren't gonna. 
come up with an agreement, but damn, three hundred million he bet on himself, and same with Judge. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did, man. Judge bet on himself, and he hit That's a sixty-two crazy, home runs man. this year. They're gonna have to pay C- up Cubbies? next year. No, <laughs> no. we're no. getting off track no, here. We're a hockey good, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, lastly, what I wanted to say was this is going to be a year of development for the Blackhawks. Th- th- that's what we're looking at. You know, these guys aren't going to be burning down any barns. But that being said. We're still going to support our team. This is still, they're still our guys. Uh, and, you know, win or lose, they're our guys. And, um, and we're going to pull for them. So get on board. We're going to be covering these guys. We love them. And um, do us a favor. Check, out, uh, check us out on Twitter if you get a chance. We're going to be doing some, uh, we're going to be doing some Twitter spaces, you know, this, this, uh, this season. We're going to be doing some after game videos that we're going to be releasing on there to kind of give you a breakdown of the game letting you know how you know how we saw the game and uh and we're adding some other stuff too so do us a favor get on board you know we've got a lot of content coming out this season thank you for listening um if you have anything you want to talk talk to us about or anything you want to hear on the podcast check us out on twitter at shy tomahawk We'll feature it, and you know what? We might even have you on the show if, if you're if you're really inclined and you want to talk about something. Also, do us a favor: use our code Chicago Tomahawk at Liquid IV for fifteen percent off. You got to keep yourself hydrated, whether it's the wintertime, summertime, it doesn't matter. This stuff's great. Passion fruit's my favorite flavor, and I use this stuff all the time. So, fifty uh, percent off Liquid IV. Use Shy Tomahawk as the code. Link in the notes, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.